Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Everything is Brand. This week, we want to talk about finding the right brand name. And the question is, what's in a name? Well, we're going to answer that today. So, Jeremy, finding the right brand name is not always the easiest thing to do. What do you think you would suggest to our listeners are the right things that we have to do as we consider finding the right name? Well, I mean, to start off, I think, you know, ultimately a good name sets the stage for a brand. So it's really important. I think there's a lot of flexibility that comes with names when you're trying to generate the right name, because you can look at inventing a word like Twitter or Kodak. You can use a descriptive name like PayPal or Toys R Us. Or you can even name a brand after a founder like John Deere or J.P. Morgan. I mean, there's really a lot of options. So when we look at that, there's quite a few that we've we've sort of sussed out over time, looking at it like descriptive. You can look at acronyms. You can look at invented words or combined words, alliterations, rhymes, or even automatopoeias. So there's a wide spectrum of things. But unfortunately, there's no universal rules for finding the perfect name. So, I mean, if we if we talk about it, what makes a good name? Easy to remember, easy to pronounce, easy to spell, things like that. You know, you want the name to be web-friendly, trying to find a domain name that matches. You want to make sure the trademark's available, and you want to make sure that it's, there's a social media identity availability as well. So lots of things to look at, right? Are those things driving it now? Is it really, are we thinking about getting a .com before we actually even think about a name? Are those key I think drivers we have to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to. Be, like, you can come up with a name, but... First of all, you have to look at the trademark. Next, you have to look at the URL. And then next, you have to look at the social media handles. If you can't get those three things, then how are you going to use that name? It's exponentially more difficult. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it incredibly, it's incredibly difficult now to come up with a, with a unique name. You know, obviously, if, if you're following some pre-existing information, like the founder's name or something like that, I guess it's probably a little bit easier to kind of narrow that down. The other thing that is really important is your market, basically. Are you a small business kind of operating locally, or are you a large organization that's potentially national or international? Uh, And then, of course, you know, that actually really gets um, a lot more complex in terms of trademarks and and everything else. Uh, And when it comes to online presence, that, I would say, is the most important thing right now, because that's uh, how people experience your brand now. They go to the website, they go to social media, and if you make it easy for them to find your name, to find you, and you know, spelling obviously is, is a big part of that, that's huge, right? And I would say that's probably the most important thing now. Yeah, one of the biggest problems with the URLs is that for a lot of the regular words, there's squatters on all of those URLs. So even if you do come up with a word where you can get the trademark, you know, often if you want a .com, it's probably taken and you probably have to pay a premium for that. Now, some premiums are less than others, but some of those, you know, if, if you want five letters or less, forget it. The premium is going to be huge. Hence hence the trend of adding other words before the name, like go or get adjective words uh, like that or, or, or key action words like that before the name in order to get the URL. It's really interesting. We worked with a very large organization a few years ago And their name was such that it's an existing word and they had actually an opportunity to buy the domain name or to match their actual name. And it was almost $100,000 to actually purchase that domain name. 
Our view was buy it because it's only $100,000. People think of something like that that's really expensive. It's, it's just crazy to, to spend that kind of money. But if you think about it, that's your real estate. It's your real estate online. You would it's your spend, intellectual property. Yep. Exactly. You would, like any business of that size, would spend $100,000 just to renovate a storefront, just to start with. So this is your, this is your property. This is your front window. That, that, this is where people are going to find you. So spending that kind of money on a domain is not crazy at all. Yeah, and that works, definitely works for an organization the size of that company that we got that name for. But, you know, a lot of startups who are looking for something unique don't have $100,000 of disposable income. So they have to be a little more crafty in how they come up with their name. Because before, a lot of traditional businesses didn't really consider the URL when they were naming their companies. You know, they, they didn't look at social media handles. They didn't look at the URL. And they've had to kind of backtrack a little bit. Whereas now, those have to be considerations as you're starting to put your whole brand together, including the name. I think one of the other considerations is pronunciation, how it sounds. Pronunciation, you mean? Pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) Pronunciation. 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 Uh, Exactly. So how how easy is it? And I think one of the tests we always do when we're naming at uh, at Zinc is we pretend we answer the phone. Not that anybody, you know, well, people still call people. But anyways, we, we do that test of hello, welcome to, you know, so and so and so and so does that pass the test, right? That is definitely one of the things that you need to think of when you're naming a company. But to play devil's advocate a little bit here, I mean, is it really that important that it's easy for somebody to think of off of, you know, off the hip in a sense of like, I need to be able to type it in or with SEO and with direct links now and things like that, like, do we need to still think this way? Or is it okay that, you know, it is get something or it is dot CA or dot design or dot info or whatever? Like, I think that, you know, we have to be a little bit more okay with that stuff as we move forward because i agree like the hundred thousand dollars is great for the large brand but for the little startups they they don't have a chance you're absolutely right on that point especially smaller businesses and quite frankly even larger businesses when it comes to domains and all that kind of stuff they can be creative with search engines like you said jeremy and handles and everything else and hashtags it's a lot easier to find brands and follow brands and all of that I mean, there is a lot more that goes into it. It's not just the spelling, even pronunciation. Sometimes there are brands that you look at the way it's, it's written and, and you don't really know how to pronounce it. But again, if the brand becomes more known, people actually pick up on the sounding of that name and people get used to it, right? It doesn't have to be perfect, I guess. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. It, 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 it's all, it almost can't be perfect on all levels. You just really kind of have to decide what's important to your business and to your audience. For some people, the URL is going to be important. For others, it's not going to be important, to your point, Jeremy. For example, if you want to call your company white or purple and you want purple.com, part of the problem is that if you use something that well-known or that common, even if you go into SEO and put in purple, it's going to be a, a, a tough slog to try and find that organization. So there has to be a little bit of uniqueness, but it doesn't have to be so specific. I also think that the personality comes into play with the name, right? We look at when we name, sometimes names that end in an A are softer, have that 
less harsh feeling. So when naming, you know, maybe spas or salons, where it's supposed to be all about relaxation or a product of such looking at how it sounds and the softness of it plays into it as opposed to maybe your security company and you need this to be very bold and very aggressive and therefore going with more consonants and more harsher sounding words, etc. right? Yeah, I mean, we talk about this all the time when we're naming with clients. We, we talk about the mouthfeel of the name. Like, does it sound right? Does it feel right? Does it have that kind of je ne sais quoi that, that really describes the organization in the best possible way? And I think some of the other things we're looking at, sorry, Jer, is what Google has become, the obscurity of Google. And now Google is even a term. Oh, just Google that. You know, oh, I'm Googling it. We're now looking at naming from a different angle as well as can we use it to describe something, an action that we're doing? I think that's an ultimate goal. Like, I mean, it's very few brands out there that get to that place, but when they do, I think that's awesome. Like that's, you know, that's what they're going for ultimately, right? If you can work their name into a sentence, I think you win, (laughs) right? But I think it's very difficult to do. I think you have to, you know, find that white space in the market that allows you to do that. But with naming, there's some ultimately important things like that you have to, you know, you have to make sure that there's no negative meaning either that, you you know, mm-hmm. your name doesn't translate into a different language and offend somebody in that way as well. So it really is overwhelming. Like there's no real right place to start. I, I don't think, I don't know what you guys think, but it just seems like you kind of got to jump in and kind of go through all of these different ways of naming and see where you end up. But And that's why, like, I mean, we do, uh, you know, quite a bit of naming and like every single naming project goes through phases, right? Like we have stages uh, that we go through, obviously starting with ideation and, you know, coming up with some solid ideas, some really crazy ideas, really out there stuff, and then really kind of trying to narrow that down obviously talking to the client, making sure that it feels right to them. And that's that's a whole other level because it's something new that they're hearing. They may not be 100% comfortable with that. So, so kind of getting them through that phase. And then, of course, there is the legal phase, right? And just making sure that it's trademarkable if that's required, all those kinds of things, right? So naming is not something that you just you know think of a name and it's done kind of thing. It, it really has to go through a lot of phases to make sure that it's a solid solution and it's it's really the right thing for, for that client. Knowing the market that you're going into and what the other names in that market are is really important. Knowing what you want the personality of the brand to be. So really going back to some of the strategic elements. So looking at the personality, looking at the value, looking at all of those elements and really drawing from that and making sure that the name is going to represent those in the best possible way. A lot of organizations that we work with will come to us and say, well, we want a very descriptive name. Uh, And so we kind of can go in that direction. Or others come to us and say, we want something that's a little left of center and we're a little quirky. So we want something that goes more and represents that quirkiness that's in our brand. So it's really about understanding where the brand is sitting and how you want the brand to be perceived out in the marketplace. Because the name that you come up with is going to be that front door to that brand personality and, and getting it right is an important part of making sure that you are doing the right thing and finding the right brand name. When you've got the right name, the right brand, the right voice, the right picture, everything out, that's when it gets completely pulled together. The other part of uh, naming as well that we should probably talk a little bit about is the fact that there is the, the brand name and the actual company name, right? And in a lot of cases, like we're very focused on brand names because it's it needs to be short, you know, memorable. 
practical, like all those great things. But then there are some ways where the company name can actually be longer and where you're really only using a part of it, like one word, let's say, to actually market your brand and to really talk about your brand. And that goes back to Jeremy's point earlier. When when you actually narrow down then to one word, you can actually add another word like gets, you know, something, whatever it is, or something else that makes that domain name a little bit more easy to get, I guess, right. and, and just more usable through social media and things like that, right? So there is the legal side of the the company name, and then there is the, the brand, and then, of course, there is the kind of the marketing, the practical application of that brand, right? So, so it actually can be a fairly lengthy process, but also a very interesting process to get through all of that. What's always easier, I find, is when we're starting from scratch. Like when we're working with a a startup and and they haven't had any history before and they're kind of coming up with something new, it's much easier to bring things forward. Where we are a little more challenged is if we're renaming a product or if we're renaming an organization because there's so much brand equity tied into where they were previously. And for some reason, if they have to change it, you know, it's hard to do that. It's hard to go away from something that you're used to because that idea of being used to something. Exactly. And, And I think we all recognize that sometimes it's hard to overcome some of that comfort element. But what we say to organizations most of the time is, forget where you were. If you can't be where you were, then just let it go. And and it's about kind of taking it in that new direction and starting to consider it from that perspective, as opposed to trying to get something better than where you were. So it's a little more challenging when you already have a name and you have to change it, or if you kind of had a name in mind that you couldn't get for some reason, it's always more difficult to, to push forward with those. Let's take a look at TD Canada Trust, for example. TD Canada Trust was a merger between two, right? Two companies. You know, they could have gone in a completely different direction in terms of of naming that company. It was a a merged bank. I mean, they did the sensible thing, in my opinion, uh, in terms of taking both of them and merging them together. At the time, I was like, ah, you know, but it actually made sense on all levels. They did it from a branding perspective. They did it from a naming perspective just melding it together. Sometimes it's just about tweaking it. Sometimes it's not about scrapping it completely, but it is about just tweaking it, uh, maybe adding another word to it, not losing its identity completely. Or streamlining it, right? Like taking a look at something that has a lot of baggage around it and just making it simpler. Simpler. Yep. Yeah. Another point I want to sort of touch on too, I think is, you know, the name doesn't have to explain everything, right? You can remember that there's the tagline that goes with it. There's the icon that goes next to it and things like that. Like, so we don't have to come up with a solution that does everything in one name. There are other pieces of the puzzle that that play into the, the naming process as well. Yeah, that's a great point because often where we get hung up is that people say, well, it doesn't do this and it doesn't do that and it doesn't do this. And and that's actually good to know. And what we say often is, okay, let's make a list of all the things that it doesn't do. And if it's still the right name, then we'll deal with those things that it doesn't do in some of those other areas that you mentioned, Jeremy, like the tagline or the brand story or some of the marketing or the messaging, whatever it might be. But we've talked about how to name, what the names should be. But uh, one thing we haven't discussed uh, yet, and, and maybe to your point, Brett, is how can brands or or our clients or anyone choosing a new name be certain that they are choosing the right name? 
So uh, I just wanted to bring this up. What are your thoughts on, for example, market testing or a, any kind of focus group when you have a name? Yeah, that, well, that's 100% key. I mean, I think that the truth is, is that all brands are created and should be created by either the executives or employees of the firm or the founder or whatever, because you want to go out there and take out to market, be represented. However, going back to something that you said earlier, Jeremy, about, you know, are we offending anyone? Are we, <laughs> is it, it, does it mean something else in another language? I mean, one of the most famous examples of that was the Chevy Nova. They named that car the Chevy Nova, but Nova, it means it doesn't go in Spanish, okay. so which is not a good name for a car. So, you know, you really want to make sure that you cover those things. And one of the best ways to do that is to take ideas out there. Once you've kind of landed on whether it's one thing or it's a couple things, take it out to some focus groups, take it out through a survey, take it out to customers or clients and, and ask them. What do you think of this? What are the pros? What are the cons? I don't think you should go out and ask your customers, what should our name be? Because that's just weird. But I think it's perfectly valid to go to them and say, do you foresee any problems? What image does this conjure up in your mind? A lot of times, not only does it give us validity for the naming that we're doing, but it also gives us ideas for the creative, for the messaging, for some of the other elements that are going to come after. I, I just want to say one thing, again, devil's advocate to use Jeremy's uh, words. That's all fine and dandy, and I'm all in support of focus groups, but sometimes what happens in focus groups when they put everybody together in a room and one person has a very strong opinion, well, then they, right? The it herd becomes mentality. mentality. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yep. So, you know, I just want to say that focus groups are great, but it is a sampling, small sampling. And there's so many factors that go into it that sometimes we also have to keep that in mind. Well, and, and that's why, like, I mean, we use uh, focus group testing, but at the same time, we're, we're very cautious when it comes to that. Really with focus groups, you're looking for feedback. You're not looking for approval. People go into that thinking, okay, we have this name. We, we just, we want everybody to love it. And that is not what focus groups are. That is not what your audience is going to do, right? They will, you, you will need to build that relationship. You'll need to introduce the name. You'll need to do all that, that legwork to, to bring it into the market. I don't think that there's ever been a brand or a name or a logo or anything that was just universally loved by everybody right off the bat. With focus groups, you're looking for feedback, you're looking for insights, you're looking for things that even though you're working with a professional team, you, you're working with your internal people, everybody is knowledgeable, everybody has a lot of experience, but still you could potentially miss something. And focus group can potentially bring out some of those issues that you may not be 100% aware of, and then you go back to the drawing board and refine it and, and rework it if you have to. Yeah, and that's, that's ultimately the key is you just want to be able to gather that information. It, you brought up something, Marco, that I think is really key here. Do we like the name or do we not like the name? And, and will everybody universally like it? I mean, employees included. Employees yeah. included. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if you look at it, like isn't, shouldn't even be a factor. I mean, the truth is, I mean, Apple is one of the biggest companies in the world. Does everybody like the name Apple? Well, to some, it's not offensive. It's it's easy. To others, it's like, well, it doesn't sound like a big tech firm. So the reality is, is that no one is going to universally like your name. And that's not what it should be about anyway. It shouldn't even be about you liking it. it really, what you need to look at is, does the name meet the objectives? Does the name present the personality in the best possible way? 
is the name not offensive or it's not going to cause any problems for the organization in any way? You know, these are the kinds of things that are important, not like or love or universal acceptance or any of those elements. It's really about understanding where you want to sit in the marketplace. Then once you do that and, and you've done all that strategic work, then you can move into the creative phase where you start to brainstorm and come up with ideas. And then you riff off of those ideas. Like you said earlier, Marco, that's that's what we do over and over and over again. We never, well, not very often, we never come up with the name right out of the gate. Uh, it's really about understanding the process how to get there. And then of course, the focus testing or surveying helps you to, you know, further define some of that information that is going to be important. So the reality is, is that, you know, finding the right brand name is a process. It's not about being highly creative. It's not about, you know, finding what's available out there. It's not about the right URL or the social media handles. At the end of the day, it has all of these elements that have to be followed. And it's a it's a science as well as an art. And when you mix the science and the art together, then you can follow that process to really get to where you need to be, whether it's an organization name, whether it's a startup name, whether it's a product name. All of those things, even, you know, we even often name newsletters or we name things within other brands that have to connect back to the main brand. So, so it's really about following that process and asking yourself, what's in this name? What's in a name? And making sure that you answer all of those questions. So that's this week's version of Everything is Brand. Uh, join us next week with a new topic and we'll talk to you then. <music>